Welcome in to the Christina Grant Morgan Miller Lotus Notes Memorial Open Classic Invitational Championship Official Podcast. This is episode two. My name is Joe Spar. I'm here with Tanner Hess. Howdy, Joe. Yeah, and Noel McNulty. What's up, Joe? I am doing great. How are you boys? Hanging tough. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So Fair and hanging tough. Tanner like not as well as Nolan if we're keeping score at home. <laughs> We are back for another episode. The uh, the people wanted another. They wanted more, so we're going to give them more. Today we're going to do a few things. We're going to talk about the courses for this upcoming year. We're going to bring on our first official guest of the OCIC podcast. And we are going to talk about how the off-season planning is going, um, a few other fun things, and then we'll be on our merry way. So the first thing that we are going to talk about here is uh, Nolan had a just on the tip of his tongue, couldn't come up with it. There, oh was, there was something he needed to talk about to let out and he couldn't quite find it. And uh, Nolan, do you want to uh, explain yourself here? I, Joe, I, I got to tell you, I appreciate that you put this into the show notes so much because this haunted me for like three days after we recorded. I just could not articulate what I was trying to articulate and what I was meaning at the time. This was going back to talking about whether it's you would want Dayton to lose in the in the first round of the tournament or not have a tournament at all, I think was the question. Right, and I, yeah, along I, those lines. Yeah, and so I was trying to be like, well, if – if they don't play, you get the, uh, and I was like fumbling on that. And what I was trying to say was the benefit of the unknown, just like the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. If I am voting for Dayton to not have played the tournament, because I think the benefit of the unknown is in Dayton's favor in this case, that is what I was trying to say. So you kind of ended up agreeing with what I was saying. <laughs> In, 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 in a little bit, yeah, in a way. Because at first you said that's horrible and I and I hate it. Mm. Maybe not word for word. But, yeah, that wasn't, that um, wasn't verbatim, but in the, in the same I, I think, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you texted me literally within seconds of wrapping a recording with that exact phrase. Like it hit you the second <laughs> we stopped recording, which to me was the funniest thing about it. And it's absolutely perfect. The wording is absolutely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we are giving Dayton the benefit of the unknown. The benefit so, of the unknown. So in our minds, in our worlds, you know, there's always going to be that chance where they could have won the championship. Tanner, no one, what do you think? Yep. No one can take it away. I mean, I think there's no doubt in my mind they would have won the championship. So. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a confident man. It, Loves it his Dayton Flyers. <laughs> so thank you, Joe, for that. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I, I felt like it would be wrong to, to continue without giving you that opportunity to get that off your chest. Oh, yeah. I don't want to take, I want to take the benefit of the doubt, Joe, but you're, you're, you're good people. So we had, 
we had a lot of feedback from our first episode. Some of it good, some of it bad. I don't know. I thought we did a fun, a fun, great job. There was a there was a comment in our our group me about how we talked too long about UD basketball, and I forget who it was that said it. But uh, my response to that is uh, too bad. Uh, I don't care, and <laughs> this is my podcast, and I'll do what I want. <laughs> I would agree. I would back you up in a fight ten out of ten times for that. No, hundred percent. We're not going to talk about UD basketball all the time, every time, but it was so relevant at the time that we just kind of got on a roll and it, that's just the way it went. So that's what it was. You're telling uh, it's, it's the off season. So uh, what do you want from me? So, uh, and darn it, if we want to talk about it again, we'll talk about it again, Joe. If that's what yeah, you want, you, we'll do it. If you, yeah. I mean, if we want to talk about that, if we want to talk about, I don't know, Ken and Barbie dolls for half an hour, I'll freaking do it. That's what we'll do. I mean, I I would if we're voting, I would vote no on that on proposal right, we'll skip, two. We'll skip that one. Vote no on two. All right, Joe. I was able in that time that you allowed me to think just now. I was able to go to our streaming website for this podcast to look at our stats for episode one. Would that be something you guys want to hear live? Yeah. So okay. So this is I'm curious, and I think Tanner is too. We want to know. Uh, how many are you able to see how many listeners that we had i can tell you how many listeners i can tell you when the most listens were and i can tell you where the top listens came from uh, what is a wait. top listen what about well, location? yeah that little, yeah where, where the listens came from <clears throat> how specific does that get it gets down to the city Ooh. oh wow Okay, this is fun. So you have a total you have a total number of listeners? I have total number of listeners. All right, so we could do like between me and Tanner, since you already know, we could do a quick like over under competition here. A- absolutely. And then okay. so let me let me be very clear about the like the stats, the drill down stats. So with the non pro plan, which we don't have, it will show you the top country that your show was listened to and the top city of where your uh, podcast was listened to. So so I have Ooh. the top country, which you might be surprised at the answer. <clears throat> and then I have the I have the top city, which uh, may or may not surprise you either. I don't know I don't know well let's okay so let's play. So all right. You know the top country. Tanner, what's your guess? Top country. I'm gonna go with Canada. Okay. Why Joe? there cannot be a single? All right. Um, so give me all right, real quick. If I can jump in front of you for a second here, Joe. How about Tanner gives his over under guess and his top country, top city. So boom, 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 and then we hear okay. Joe's boom, boom, boom. Well, like, do, do we get three, do we, the three parlay? Do we get the over under number, and then do we have to go over versus under, or do we just have to give like is this like Price is Right where we're going? Pick your number closest without going over is the winner. I think you guys are not going to get it, so I want you to guess blindly like as as i throw you guys an over under it's going to anchor you and it won't be as fun in my opinion fair all right tanner you go first i'm a i'm a gentleman you go first all right i think we had 12 listeners okay um i'll say the united states for the top country okay and probably cincinnati for top city okay so tanner's got 12 usa and cincy okay Joe? All right. Um, I'm going to take 
I'm going to take uh, 60 listeners. Okay. I'm going to take the city of Columbus, Ohio. Columbus. And I will take the country of Indonesia. Indonesia. For no reason. Okay, none at all. No context whatsoever. Other than I can't pick the United States because Tanner already took it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <clears throat> so the you guys are both wrong in the city. Like dead okay. wrong. Not even in the same state. Wow. Okay. What is it? Um, you guys, uh, Tanner's correct on the uh, country. It is USA. Let's go. Wow, that's I our, never would have guessed that. That's our, that's our top country. Uh, and it's uh, Joe would win closest to in amount of listens. So, Joe, you said 60. We had 51. 51? 51 listens. That's big time. It is. <laughs> First timers here, huh? We had 51 listens. Um, yep, 51 listens. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> confirm that. I'm, I'm looking at 30 days, and I'm like, did we have this up for more than 30 days? I don't think is, so. But is that 51 IP, or is that 51 listens? That's got to be That's a good unique, question. It's like, played. Unique accesses, right? It's 51 Ooh. plays. I don't know if that, I don't think that's unique listens. Because I'm, I'm guessing Jared mm. probably listened to this 12 times. On his, <laughs> couple of times. <laughs> well, I, I would, I would account for at least four. <laughs> uh, all right. So it was, it was 51. Uh, what do you think? I'm not even going to say the most plays in a day. Um, of the plays we had, how many had views on april 20th april 20th i think was probably the day after we launched it or day of uh we had a a spike in plays how many plays do you think we got on that day of launch 10 tanner 22 29 oh 29 and then nine on the next day and then not a lot of residuals there considerable (laughs) block uh yeah uh okay all right so top cities i don't i really don't understand this it's not in Ohio. It's not in the Midwest. <laughs> it's not. It's not this side of the Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> it's not this side of the Mississippi. Wow. It was like L.A. or something. It's Mountain View, California. That's weird. I don't get that. <laughs> but evidently, we have a really big showing in Mountain View. So there was the the stats and analytics from episode one, season one, episode one. Interesting. Do you, now, do we, do we think we beat it on episode two? Do we improve? I think it? we absolutely beat it. Without I think question. it's going to blow it away. Yeah. Are you kidding? I, the charisma on this podcast is unbelievable. Oh, come on. Did you hear Joe's open, Tanner? It was flawless. No, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> You're in the bathroom. I only had to do one this time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, so I'll tell you what. We had what? What'd you say? 51 listeners? 51 listeners. One of those listeners, I'll tell you this, um, was a a golf critic, uh, golf content critic, an expert familiar with the OCIC. And let me tell you what they had to say. This is one of the nicest things I've ever heard. They said, and I quote, they said, this podcast is the connective entity that holds the OCIC together year after year. Hmm. And to me, there is no better compliment, no better commendation than that. So wow. I think what we're doing here is phenomenal, uh, and and the, the critics agree. So there's wow. no there's no arguing with the experts. No no question. Um, the experts are choosing not to be named, or yeah, no they they're uh, they. <laughs> 
are silent contributors on anonymous. Yeah. They don't like, they don't like their names being out there, but they're verified. So it's good. Uh, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, And that's, I mean, that's awesome. That's exactly what this is meant for Joe. So kudos to you for putting it together and being the wit, the wind beneath these wings here. Okay. So going back to episode one, we talked about why Cincinnati was selected as the host city. Along those lines, I made some comments that upon further review with my team, with my attorney, with with Your my family. Like people, my family, <laughs> my friends, I need to make some revisions to those comments. We have some redacting. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I was editing, I was editing the audio for the last episode and I was listening to some of the things I said and I kind of hated myself a little bit, so... Hmm. Uh, if, if you'll bear with me here, I, I need to I need to clarify or maybe just walk back some things that I said. I'll uh, tell you what, Joe. If there's anything we can grant to you that would give you one less thing to tell you that you hate yourself, we're happy to grant that. I appreciate that. It's I'm not. As, I'm not as nice, it's, Joe. <laughs> well, it's important that we stand behind people when they're having uh, self-respect issues. Yeah. So we're gonna strike this from the record, Joe. What do we I got? Think, all right, so here's what I here's what I want to say. When we talked about uh, Cincinnati being the pick, and and I said I let you, I said you don't have to let me down easy because you know because I'm from Columbus. I live in Columbus. I grew up in Columbus. All that. And I said I couldn't see Columbus being a host city. I I have to I have to strike that from the record that I shouldn't have said it. Uh, I said it without really thinking about it. I was on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What what do the famous people say when they say stuff they're not supposed to say and redact it? I'm saying all that right now. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah. Here's why. Because Columbus is one of the fastest growing Midwest cities and there's incredible amounts of new and fun things to do in terms of nightlife and in mm-hmm. terms of the things we would do after an outing, for example, when we go out and, you know, go to the bar, go to the the pub, go to the brewery, you know, what things that we've done in the past. There's, there's so much to do here. And there's on top of that, there's several people, including myself who could, you know, host people and and have a little insight into the culture of the city and, and where to go and what to do. So I think I, I jumped the gun a little bit cause I was trying to, to make you feel better about it. Maybe, I don't know, but mm. I feel like I would be remiss if I did not walk back some of the things that I said, um, the one thing, maybe the courses, and I don't know, you know, how much research you did into courses. I do feel a little salty. I wasn't consulted when Columbus was being considered. Mm. So those are just some things I wanted to put out there. And I do feel like we should strongly consider Columbus in the future. And I, again, I apologize to my constituents, to my fellow people, to my Ohioan, friends, family, and supporters. So wow. let that hit the record. Beautiful. So it is, it's on my well, books as well. Tanner, all set for you. Yeah, that's fine. I just, I would like it to be known that we did try texting you, Joe, about the courses, but our text just wouldn't go through any time we try to text you and ask you about courses. So not sure what was going on there, but we just kind of went about our business without you in that case. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. i got something in my throat i think i might be 
allergic to bullshit. Oh, that's that's <laughs> fun. That's cute. I'm sorry. Did this, did this turn sour? Because I'll come right back at you, Joe, if you want me to. I will absolutely do that. Fire. Please fire. <clears throat> you sound like a homer. Yeah, that's you, fair. You, you sound like a homer, and I think that l- you lose a little bit of credibility. Oh, well, I don't know if that's fair. but hey. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, th- what you said last week was valid. I think just overstepped because you're from there and know that there is a lot that Columbus has to offer. Right. Like you said, there's not good public golf courses. And I think that's still true. That stands true, except uh, there are a lot of courses I haven't played in the area that I think would qualify. Mm -hmm. And I played some recently, which kind of made me think, and that's kind of where this is all coming from. But all I'm saying is I think we should strongly consider it in the future and that I apologize to my people for saying things I shouldn't have said. That's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can direct all negative energy towards Tanner as he was the selecting uh, chair this yeah, year. No, I'm, I'm waiting to hear something out of him. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't here, Here's the deal, Joe. I don't care what you think. So <laughs> we I love that. A, that's, that's great. I love that. We made a decision and we're sticking with it. So. <laughs> I love that's beautiful. Good answer, Tanner. Great job. The, see, that's the kind of leadership and that's the kind leader. of, and that's what we need to. That's what we need to see out of our leaders. And I'm partially just testing you, so that works out great. That transparency is you can't teach that. That's wonderful. Absolutely not. That's just what I was saying earlier. You don't like my podcast? I don't care. It's mine. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know if we want to open this back up fully, Joe. I think it's totally fair that like the more you reflect on things, you're like, oh shit. Well, that is a good course. Or, oh wait, that would be a sweet place to put our Airbnb and wait a second. Like it would, like I totally get that. Um, having said that I stand by Tanner's decision and his recommendation and our decision. And so while everything that you said, I honor and respect, uh, I stand by Tanner's decision and my decision and our decision. So is it Tanner's or is it yours? Uh, you know, I collective. collectively, collectively. I mean, his, <laughs> it depends on your response to this question. If you're going to come back, it's, it's Tanner. If you're accepting uh, it, then it's I, collectively. I, I accept, I accept the answer. I accept what's happening. I accept Cincinnati. Cincinnati is like a second home to me in a lot of ways. So I'm not disappointed oh. fully. I just really want to see Columbus host in the future is what I'm getting at. Okay. <clears throat> And I think I have a lot of op- a lot to offer in that regard, but that's enough about that. Let's move on <laughs> to um, this year's reality, which is Cincinnati, Ohio, or more accurately, Batavia, Ohio, <laughs> which uh, many of you have probably not heard of. But both of all go- both of our golf courses for this year are fr- are in Batavia, Ohio, which is on the east side of Cincinnati. For those of you who are not familiar, now I I mentioned Cincinnati is like kind of like a second home to me. I've spent a lot of time in Cincinnati. Uh, grew up in Columbus. I went to school in Dayton, so those are the two cities I've been to the most. But Cincinnati is like a th- close third in terms of time spent and and all that. I've never gone to Batavia. I've never been that far <laughs> east in Cincinnati. <laughs> so I know it's there's like hills and trees and stuff. Uh, looking at the courses and some water, but. But other than that, how did we find these courses in Batavia? <laughs> well, Joe, I'd love to tell you if you uh, if you don't mind listening here. <laughs> yeah, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, so the intent was to not obviously go that far out of Cincinnati to find our courses. 
um, when doing research on the Cincinnati courses, I knew what we wanted for our championship Saturday round, and that was Stone Lake Hills. Um, mm-hmm. I think everyone can be in agreement that that's going to be a phenomenal championship round course. Um, so I knew I knew what I wanted for the championship round, as it had all the makings of really fun golf course. But the Friday round, I actually had Elks Run, what we ended up going with here over in Batavia. I was trying to avoid this is probably my third or fourth option in terms of Friday round courses. I had a couple others that I reached out to first and unfortunately they were already booked up the weekends we were, we were looking at with outings already. So I remember, I think I even texted Noah said, is like Cincinnati just a, an outing hub in, <laughs> in, in August. Like I don't, I don't understand how these courses are booked up when I'm emailing them in February. So that was kind of a, a bummer initially because we, we had a couple others that were more in the city and because I wanted to avoid having to go back out East two days in a row. Um, I was trying to keep everything in the city on that Friday, the best we could, but yeah, in terms of course quality, it just, I got down to the list and Elks run was the next best thing. And unfortunately just had to be back out in Batavia out there. So I said another, just a little drive, I guess two days in a row, but I think the course will be worth it and make it fun enough for us on that Friday round where we're not going to care. Yeah. Yeah. Tanner, I was looking at <clears throat> when you were sending me these, those courses, you know, you had a really awesome Excel sheet with your force ranking and everything, which was just, and I mentioned it last uh, show, just like an incredible level of detail and rigor that this process didn't have before. And I think one of the things that you put as like a big pro for the Elks run was, well, it's a Greg Norman design. And Greg Norman's an absolute badass, and that's a consideration. Uh, frankly, I've never played a Greg Norman course. I'm pumped to play this. Um, I, I have no idea whether he's, you know, I, I don't. He's decent wine. He runs a great winery. I don't know exactly how good he is at golf course design, but no, I like. I'm I'm really excited to play a Greg Norman design course because I really don't think that I've. I, I, I have you played a, a Greg Norman design course, Joe or Tanner? I have not. They're more common in Ohio, though, aren't they? Like, they're probably more prevalent around Joe. Uh, if I have, it's news to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, I stand I stand by the pick with, without question. I think it's a great Friday round course. You look at a, you look at the clubhouse itself, and you can get a read for like the type of decorum that's needed when looking at a clubhouse. You know, and a, a public course like this. Just your no frills, nice, not like it's dingy or anything, nice place, but it's the type of place where you want to have a fun, boozy round with the boys. Um, really looking forward to it. I don't know what hole it is, Tanner, but there's a, a picture on their website where it looks like it's a relatively short par four, crazy elevated tee box. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a Brett Johns driver hole type deck or type, <laughs> yeah. uh, type hole, which, which excites me. Yeah, I said part of the reason I liked Elks Run, even though it was further out, was, you know, I wanted a a course with character. I always look for courses with character, um, and this had a bit of character. It's got it's got some link style, um, but it also goes into the hills to where you're gonna get get some elevation change and into the woods a little bit. So I think it's gonna be a fun course overall. As at least from what I can tell, has some pretty wide fairways, which is seems mm-hmm. pretty forgiving. Which you know, when we're spraying drives on that second round on Friday, it's going to be we're going to need that. So yeah. th- that'll that'll keep everyone in play and keep everyone in check. So I think it'll yeah. be a really good good course to play two rounds at and like keep it interesting enough to be able to play back to back rounds there. 
For sure. Yeah, it has a nice little pub area, a little nice, uh, looks like the owner might have been a hunter at some point, got some antlers hanging up around the walls. So, yeah, it's uh, it looks like a really, really good spot. Hole four. Wait, no, hole nine. Hole nine is the hole I'm thinking of. Super elevated tee box, one big bunker on the right side, and a big green that is driver all day long. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Drivers only. Hole number four. So I keep hearing you talk about the uh, clubhouse. Is that like, is there some, some, thing about clubhouses like that's you're just looking, you're just looking for good clubhouses or no 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 no. it, it doesn't go into criteria it, i don't think it, like it would make or break a decision for the ocic but now that we have picked it like it, it, there's there's certain courses that have like a big wedding venue part of their offering and so it's like more of a nicer clubhouse and it looks like one of those where like a hey, probably shouldn't be too rowdy at those and then so yeah there's that side of the spectrum then there's the side of the spectrum where it's just like a trailer um, which is really fine. Um, but this mid mid level mid range type of experience means it's going to be, they're going to have amenities, but still allow for some tomfoolery, which it is a bonus. So it's really just me saying as a bonus, as a little gravy, good looking clubhouse as well. All right. That's fair. So tail of the tape here. We're looking at, uh, from the blues, we're looking at a uh, rating of 71.3 slope 131 plays 64 86 so it's not a super long course it is joe it is a par 71 though that par cuts, 71 cuts down on the yardage there so sure that's hey that's a good point i always look at the par threes when i'm looking at yardage to really to really feel like you really feel the length of the course when you look at the par threes mm-hmm. um so you got a good variation you got 175 136 144 216 you got a longer one towards the end there so um you know in in eastern cincinnati you're gonna have hills and trees and you can see that from the photos if you look the course up so it should be uh there's some water out there it should be a fun round there should be plenty of different shots you should have to use all the clubs in your bag a lot of foliage for those who are mm. in the scenic golf courses. Yeah, be- uh, bent grass uh, all over the golf course. Tee box, fairways, and greens, which would be interesting. Um, yeah, you would like bent grass. I, I, I do, uh, if I can be honest about it, Joe. You know, it's balls in the fairway going to roll a hell of a lot farther. Um, putts are going to be – I mean, you can cut bent grass a heck of a lot shorter than POA or – um, hate or uh, Bermuda or whatever it is. And so um, that, that could be nice for some folks might be tough for some of the, you know, worst putters on the, in the field, like a, you know, a Brett Johns or a Brett Johns or, um, or, or I mean, maybe, even a, maybe even a Brett Johns. Yeah. So um, it'll, it'll be a challenge. It'll be a fun challenge to see him uh, battle through it. Okay. So it sounds like a good course. It sounds like, so we're going to play 18 twice, right? On Friday. Yeah. I actually don't know if Ben grass is good. I, I have no, that was all. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're talking, you can talk all you want about the grass, man. It's all grass to me. You got to putt with the grain. <laughs> yeah. But that's right. <laughs> what I did notice, and this is an interesting little totem here is that they have GPS carts. So, Ooh. you know, you don't need to bring your range finders and all that fun jazz. Love that. That's a nice perk. I'm still going to, but you don't need to. Yeah. And you're in your smartwatches with your apps. <laughs> For yeah. those of you that are golf tech savvy. 
So all yeah. right, so that's that's Elks Run. Um, that's Friday. So for a little frame of reference, uh, if we look at prime season weekend rates, uh, you know, prime time eighteen holes with a card, it's about sixty four dollars. So that mm. gives you kind of an idea of the status of the golf course. Fair enough. Uh, golf shirts are mock neck shirts required at all times. So <laughs> rednecks, no cutoffs and, and jorts. So uh, who are we looking at there, Joe? Who are, we, who are you talking to specifically? <laughs> no, but just the, the 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 people of Cincinnati slash Northern Kentucky. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was anyone in the group who was listening that you were speaking to specifically, like no, 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 I don't know, no, like Me, a Brett Johns or a, or a Brett Johns. <laughs> or, you know, oh, Nolan is pushing hard on the <laughs> I just, that narrative here, which is phenomenal. Well, here's here's the deal. Here here's the deal. I love Brett with all my heart. Uh, we we're supposed to play euchre tonight, and we're not doing it, and because of this. Well, I mean, this yeah. Uh, so Brett knows this this inter- this podcast is happening, so I'm dropping his name as much as possible because I know he's going to want to listen to whatever was so fucking important <laughs> that Uger had to get canceled. How, how, so we wouldn't have done this if Uger didn't get canceled? So Uger got canceled <laughs> first, and that's how this is happening? No, no. We've been doing Uger every Thursday, like Zoom Uger, for the last, I don't know, three or four weeks or whatever. And, oh, uh, is this? Oh, I get it. So, okay, so, so I really do have an issue with text coming through to my phone because I never got that text. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I've actually talked about so Jill, it being an issue for me on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have Stone Lake Hills Golf Club. Oh, uh, hey, right hey, back hey, out hey, in hey, 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 I'm I'm in charge here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's enough of that. All right, so that's that's Friday, thirty-six holes, Elks Run Golf Course, and then we move on. And Saturday we play at Stone Lick Hills, as you heard Tanner say. Stone Lick Hills Golf Course, which my first question before I even look this club up, nothing. I just want to know who names their golf club Stone Lick. <laughs> Uh, Explain that to me, Tanner. Yeah, you spoke to the owner, didn't you? What was it? What was in his mind? He he didn't seem all there. Uh, <laughs> hold, on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. The owner of Stone Lake Hills, the golf club at Stone Lake Hills, since two thousand and four. The owner is Tanner. Go ahead, tell us who it is. You know, <laughs> why don't you share that with us, Jim? <laughs> oh, okay. The <laughs> owner is. No one other than I don't know his name, but he is the founder of Penn Station. There you go. Oh, really? Jeff that's for, Osterfield. That's for the real. Founder of Penn Station Subs, yes, has 294 stores nationwide, and he is the owner of Stone Lake Hills. Uh, he actually bought it at some point. It was some other course. He bought it, and uh, now it's Stone Lake Hills. Wow. And and I heard they have a, a great uh, East Coast sub there. In the, come on. <laughs> well, we don't even know we need to worry about uh, sponsorships now, Tanner. You, you got to got a call. You've got a contact. Yeah, so that was my recommendation here yeah. in a minute was you need to call him up or call Penn Station it, or somebody. Is that on this website, Joe? How would you know? How would you like figure that out? 
Um, it's because I do my research. No you do your research prior for these. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got it. So I was, uh, it's, it's very, very <laughs> prevalent news in the Cincinnati circles, which you would know nothing about. Of course. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's fair. I'm glad that, you know, and you were able to give that information on to me. Yeah, it's, it's a team effort here. I'm, I'm just sharing information. <laughs> so Stone Lake Hills, uh, established 2004, also in Batavia, Ohio. Uh, from the Blues, 72.7 rating with a 138 slope. Plays a little bit longer at 67.95. It's about the same terrain. You're going to see hills. You're going to see foliage. You're going to see all kinds of water. Uh, bad news for guys like me with a rough slice. And yeah. Oh, here's a fun fact. Uh, a couple of fun facts. Number one, uh, this is going to be fun. And I wish we could play off of. Uh, the back to start. I think that would be a lot of fun because the ninth hole has an Island green. It's a par four or five. I forget which, but um, the green itself is, is an Island, which is just a phenomenal looking hole. If you have had a chance to, to look it over a lot of water, a lot of of fun. Every damn hole seems like it's got water up and down the side. Yeah. I think one of the nines is more into the Hills and the other is more, like I said, in the water and wrapping around that. But so if you guys have not, check out our Instagram because uh, I know Jordan or whoever is running that account is uh, put on a, a video of the Stone Lake Hills. They did a flyover of that ninth hole or something like that. And I think Stone Lake Hills was tagged in that. And I think they ended up following some people on our from our crew and, and everything like that. So it's a, it's a fun little video there that they, they posted. So yeah absolutely gorgeous in terms of a golf course yeah especially that hole so nine is a par five with an island green yeah so it kind of you've got an entire you tee off you got an entire lake in front of you and there's a fairway off to the right there's a layup zone off to the left and then there's the island green so you've kind of hit one two and then your approach shot is number three and that's if you hit your first two what a blast I mean, it's going to be, that's why I'm saying I wish that was like our finishing hole for the championship, because I think that would be an absolutely phenomenal way to like close out the weekend. Oh my gosh, you're right. I I doubt in, you know, the middle of the summer, they're going to be able to like, yo, this, these six groups are going off. Yeah. Deal with it. Well, let me, let me say this though, Joe and Tanner, uh, 18 is also a par five and I love finishing on a par five because if, if it comes down to it, and it's neck and neck with teams like you're, we're going to see guys go for it in two, try to hit the green in two. And there's all the, also water there. So I think 18 still will be a super fun hole to finish on. Oh, for sure. sure. That's fair. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's uh, water all over this course. Do you want to know what else is all over this course? <laughs> what Joe? Are you guys familiar with Duff and Divot? <laughs> I am not familiar with Duff and Divot. Okay, let me give you a little explanation here. Duff and Divot, there is a 1,000-pound and a 700-pound bison each named Duff and Divot that live (laughs) on the course at Stone Lake Hills. Oh, okay. I did see the pictures of the buffalo. They're actual pets that live on the grounds. They just just peruse near – I don't know if they live actually on the course, but they for sure are a a, uh, landmark of the course and live, if not on it, then damn near it. Boy, is that fun. That's one of the reasons I I wanted this course because last year we got a lot of feedback saying, you know – Saturday courses are great, but I just we could use some more bison. 
our fortune. <laughs> and so that's that's one thing I took into consideration this year. And I hope you know, I finally came through, I think, and I hope people are happy with it. My God, that's funny. Look at these guys. Duff and Divot. <laughs> Duff and that Divot. is that describes who's, who's, whose golf game does that describe, Nolan? <laughs> Duff and Divot. <laughs> That would be my golf game for the record. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. You can you can go a bunch of people with this one. Uh, you could go probably go Brett Johns. Um, <laughs> Brett Johns uh, or you Brett Johns. Do, yeah, you yeah, probably yeah, Brett Johns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you're thinking about it, maybe even Brett Johns. Just teeing uh, you up there, Noel. <laughs> I played a course in Florida, and I cannot think of the name right now, but it, it had goats that just roamed like the 10th the 10th hole and they just they literally were on the fairway as you're teeing off it was the weirdest thing Love but never that. half ton bison never that's a new one for <laughs> some me some courses do it on purpose don't they tanner well the the hermitage here in nashville they have sheep that roam the golf course so you know cuts down on maintenance costs in the road yeah it's a cost mitigation strategy and i think so i i also think that um what's the the course in ann arbor the michigan radrick farms yeah. or radrick hills yeah yeah um, they don't have any any maintenance other than greens and like they don't have any rough maintenance. All their right. rough is just goats. They only do fairways, greens, and tee boxes, and any piece of rough is only like what the goats have. Like they do it on purpose. Right. I think yeah, that's brilliant. That's what, they do. that's what they do in Scotland. You know, they're just it's mm-hmm. the origins of golf. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, whoa! Look at that! Oh. All right, so this this is proving my point perfectly. Look at the clubhouse of Stone Lake Hills as compared uh, here to here El- we go with the freaking clubhouse. I think this perfectly sums up. So look at this clubhouse and tell me this is not a Sunday or I'm sorry, a Saturday championship round clubhouse. It looks like a a damn Augusta clubhouse. Like it looks be- super nice. I would not want to have our Friday round where we're playing a scramble and getting boozy and being rowdy at this type of a place. And on that note, this is more of a classier joint. Um, let's see here. For 18 holes with a cart, peak season on the weekend, you're looking at $85 a round. So, mm. yeah, we're not messing around here. Mm. No, we're not. Um, so you're right. You're right. You can, you know, you know a lot about a golf course without seeing the holes just by looking at the clubhouse. I'll give you that, Nolan. Thank you, Joe. I, I appreciate it. I think – I said the reason I picked this course, obviously the the other fun stuff, the Island Green, the the Bison, and all that. But it had the best reviews in Southwest Ohio for golf courses. The the courses I even tried to book for my Friday round, both told me sorry, you know, we're booked. But why don't you go check out Stone Lake Hills? Like other courses suggested looking to go to Stone Lake Hills themselves. So. That's weird reviews. I mean, I'm glad they did, but like, why would they do that? (laughs) Because they just felt bad that they couldn't book us, you know, our our big group and everything. And they said, I think you'll really enjoy Stone Lake Hills. Why don't you call them? Mm. And I said, don't worry, I already have. So Mm. very good. Sounds like you were on top of it, Tanner. I was, Joe. I I was am. Phenomenal. So yeah, should be exciting. Should be a fun one for us. That's good. Yeah, we're, uh, we're excited. A couple good courses. Couple good club clubhouses. More good clubhouses. There is congruent clubhouses with the the point of the event that we're going to be at. Congruent. Mm-hmm. Good word. 
Shall we move on to our interview now with uh, the, I guess he is the longest standing member outside of ourselves, the mm-hmm. three of us. Mm-hmm. Has he ever missed a round? No. He has not missed a round. be the four of us that have been the longest. Okay. So he's right there. Did he miss, he missed a round on a day, right? He missed a round last year. Yeah. Friday. Uh, yeah. Well, the question was, did he miss a round? And you oh. said no. <laughs> oh, a round. So now you're saying yes. So I don't know who to trust. <laughs> So no, yeah, the three of us are the only ones. Oh, all right, just us three. Very good. All right, let, let's go now to our interview with Jordan. Here we go. Welcome, man. We got Jordan here. Welcome to the show, Jordan. How you doing today? I know you were at the range earlier. How's the swing looking? Oh, it's, it's feeling pretty good. It's feeling pretty good. Uh, clubs uh, one through seven in the bag were deep off the uh, turf, but uh, when we got in the higher lofts is when these the old green turf mats just aren't 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 trying to play. Yeah, you don't you don't want to hit off the the mats, but I'm sure you didn't have an option. No, no, because apparently the coronavirus is on the grass now. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, one. So the one. Are you hitting a one wood or a driver? What's, what's nah, going on with just, the one? The driver, driver. I just it's got a one. <laughs> it's got a one on my head cover. That's all. All right, so we were just talking about the two courses here, Stone Lick and uh, – oh, shit, what's the other one? Elks Run. Have you had a chance to look into those at all? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. The intern Jake slid me a couple files <laughs> on my desk. Jake, uh-huh. I got to tell you, Jake Jake has been an absolute asset to this freaking corporation. I'm what are we knowing? Everybody asked. Asset. Uh, 501c3 we haven't officially filed but yeah, well the future 501c3 Jake has been an, an unbelievable <laughs> asset does that cover sexual harassment because I don't know if the asset we might need to add that out yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> cut that part so what do you, you what do you think of the courses what do I think of the courses um, it, I, I, I I for one really excited about Stone Lake Hills uh, not really sure what they were doing with the uh, signature hole being not number 18 and it's ah, that's what i said yeah it's i don't know i mean it's a great hole don't get me wrong it's it's good that it's still by the clubhouse um but just not making 18 i feel like really doesn't do it justice but then again i don't know tpc sawgrass did make their signature hole number 17 so mm-hmm. we can't really go mm-hmm. not the closer. too much there yeah um elk uh, I honestly haven't gotten a big look at it. Been more focused on Stone Lick. Kind of more excited about that, to be honest. Yeah, Elks. Uh, it's it's like I don't know if Stone Lick's an A course, Elks a B course. But that's kind of what Nolan was saying. Um, is that it's that's what you, almost what you want for your your Saturday kind of frolicking, or sorry, your Friday course kind of frolicking, getting a little wild, playing some scrambles, having fun. Whereas Saturday is more of your championship course, you know, getting a little more serious, depending on who you are, I guess. Yeah. Um, Jordan, I'm curious. Um, so you, so it is a bummer. We actually talked about that a little bit before how we wish we could, you know, start off the back and finish on nine. But take a look at 18 and let me know what you think about that as a finishing hole, because that was a big aha for me, like that we I just came to. It was like, oh, wait, 18 is not bad. So what are your thoughts on on that hole? The absolute 90 degree angle fairway. Um I don't hate it. I think it's it's kind of cool. It makes you really think about what club you're getting. Any guys that hit a fade, which I don't, will be really good on it. Um, 
other than that, it's, I don't know. It's not bad. It depends how far it is to carry that that uh, first first uh, fairway there into the center. Yeah. <clears throat> we know some people are going to try for it, that's for sure. It shouts out to all the people and that made and or slices. <laughs> oh, I didn't say I didn't hit a slice. I just said I don't hit a fade. <laughs> that's fair. That's, fair. Did. that's correct. Um, I did notice the Elks Run dress code does not prohibit denim, so if that will <laughs> that will categorize it into any kind of course letter grading you want to give it. <laughs> hey, there's an idea. Maybe we should start coming up with themes for like the different rounds, like all denim, like an all denim round, kind of like you're talking Ooh, about. Little spirit round. Yeah, twenty four yeah. dudes wearing jean. <laughs> Jean shorts and jean jackets uh, or something. Jeans on a golf course. <laughs> like, hey man, the the rules don't disallow for jeans, so come no, on. No, just no no swimwear or long spike golf shoes. Those are really the only things that are. <laughs> Dude, we'd have if we had people in denim, we'd have heat exhaustion by that second round by half the team. <laughs> Jordan, I'm curious if you looked at the clubhouse for Stone Lake Hills. What was your take on the clubhouse? <clears throat> <laughs> I feel like the end, that little rotunda cupola area, if you will, like almost should have a carousel, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) I think I call it a veranda, right? Sure. It's a Um, a veranda. I think it's pretty cool looking, though. I mean, I I like how there's like a little landing area. There's a nice little patio. Would love some rocking chairs. Maybe we can find a Cracker Barrel near it. Jordan, I have a question. Can you yeah. tell? Can you tell looking at a clubhouse whether or not they serve lobster rolls? I, I cannot. I cannot. No. Okay. Um, that's, no, that is not a skill I have yet to acquire. However, I, looking at this one, I can tell they don't. <laughs> Wait. So you can't tell, but this one doesn't. Right, it's one. I can't tell if they do, but I can tell if they don't. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. Mm. That seems a little contradictory, but hey, we'll let it fly. It's it's not contradictory. It's very uh specific or very sensitive to rule it out, but not specific to rule it in. Mm. Yeah, I'm there. So, all right, are you familiar with are you familiar with Duff and Divot? Uh, I'm sure it probably has to do with the degree to which you hit the ball no hmm. duff is a is a half ton bison and divot is a 700 pound bison and they inhabit the course <laughs> sure, sure. um you know i did see that clicking through the uh little slideshow they got the two random bison pictures i'm assuming those are duff and divot that's duff and divot that's, well um, uh, divot and duff Sure. <laughs> do we have do we have insight which one's which? Yeah. Duff's, Duff's going to be the bigger one. Um. Okay. From my angle, not really sure I can tell, but okay. <laughs> Question number two: Were you aware that the owner of this course also is the founder of Penn Station uh, Subs? I was not, but that makes things a lot a lot more fun now. <laughs> um. That's that's really interesting. Uh, I'm gonna shout him out if I ever get to meet the guy when we're there. Uh, yeah, he's got me through is... a lot of high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff Osterfield, that's your bud. Okay. He also designed the court. No shit. Yeah. Well, or, when you're made of money, you can do whatever the hell you want. When you're made of subs. 
Yeah, and course sub- designer and owner. Gotta love that, Jeff. And sub owner extraordinary. And president. And president. All right, Jordan. So tell us, we want... You have been, uh, other than, well, along with Tanner, Nolan, and myself, you have been the longest standing member of the OCIC, the Christina Grant Morgan Miller Lotus Notes Memorial Open Classic Invitational Championship. Bless you. <clears throat> yeah, so easy for me to say. So the, I do think, is it is it true? There's allegations out there that maybe you missed a round in one year. That that is definitely true. Yeah, I missed uh yeah, it's unfortunate. Missed around last this past year in Indianapolis. Yeah. You know, some people yeah. would say medical school can wait, others would say it can't. So Well, coronavirus you, you... pretty much has said it can wait. So that's yeah. one of those. <laughs> it's one of the ones that's allowed to say it can wait. Yeah. Um but so, yeah, yeah, that's that's my fault. That's a, apologies here. Hey, it happens to some of us. So what what would you say is your of all the years, you know, we had the Nashville year zero, we had uh, Grand Rapids, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis so far. Uh, what was your favorite year? Which one did you like the most so far? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think there's just parts of each one that I really liked a lot. I liked the spontaneity. It's a textbook answer. And just the, well, I'm going to give you examples. I love the spontaneity and just kind of raw feeling of Nashville. It was one of those things that we fell into. We had so many guys. We had no idea what the hell we were doing. People were buying clothes at the pro shop because they couldn't check weather beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) We get, we get tea times that are crazy that, I mean, that was one of my favorite memories is we're, we're teeing off 18 and we're literally hitting in the pitch black. We have no idea where our balls are going off the box. Um, so that one I think was crazy too. I mean, we just had, that was the first year we had merchandise. It was, we got that mass amount of koozies that I think I have like six of them randomly. I find in my yep. apartment today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think last year, uh, Indianapolis was one of the first ones. I think that was the most formal of it all. We had um, houses set up for people. We had like a, a cookout thing set up. We had, um, just a, a whole game plan of different bars to go to, things like that. And then I, I, you can even draw back to Pittsburgh where we had um, the first like big check at the end of the round where, I mean, we took it to the big check bank to get it cash. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> um, those, I mean, they were great courses too. And we also had one of our first dinners like organized at a, what's the place called? Um, what that brewery, it was your name. What it, it was your name, Jordan, on the group name. <laughs> I know. Not this past year, no. This year it was uh, St. Pen, Joseph's. Pen church, the, the, the church brewery, right? No, no. The year before in Pittsburgh. The one that we were in. Oh, we're, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, Pittsburgh. I see. Yeah. I don't know the name of that place either. It was Penn. Penn Brewery. That's it. That's right. Yeah, that was our first like organized dinner slash sponsorship kind of thing. So. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say one particular memory from all the events, though. That's fair. That's a good answer. Yeah, I think uh, I think the um, the tag team duo coordinators appreciate that you feel good about every year and have nothing bad to say about any of the years. So, sure, tell us what your biggest gripe is with uh, the format. Give us something. Give us a criticism. Give us something that you don't like that you would change. Uh, 
give us something controversial, if you would. Lobster rolls in the clubhouse. Like, what? Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. All, that was an easy. I lobbed you a softball there, and you knocked it out of the park. Way to go. All seriousness, though, um, I advocating for handicaps. I, I think a lot of the players in it um, play enough rounds that they can have some idea of the handicap going in. And I know, like, Nolan and Panda do a really good job of kind of uh, forecasting people's handicap and kind of matching the draft up that way. But um, I still think there's just a huge gap in it. There's there's some days where some people will shoot an unreal score, and there's some days where you have no idea where the hell they're playing from. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I agree with Jordan. I, I really do. I mean, I, I think that we've – we were working under the assumption that people don't play enough to have a legit handicap. And so people would just throw, you know, throw a number out there, which may or may not be, be accurate. Um, But I think you're, I think like, as we continue down this path of people getting more serious about the game and this tournament every year, like, I think we can start looking into that. Um, And who knows, maybe it will breed more competition my only like pushback might be like we still have had insanely awesome competitions each of the events without him, and so yep. um, it's like yes, you're right, and I agree. I think handicaps would be great, but at the same time, like the way we're doing it is is working okay. Um, I'm not sure if Tanner has a, a experience or a uh, perspective on that as well. Knowing that Tanner, actually, frankly, if I can just say Tanner, you've gotten more serious about your handicap in the last year and a half, I'd say, more than you have been in years past. Yeah, I mean, planning this and making this thing, you know, as serious as we want it to be, or not serious, I guess, but it's made me more serious about my game, and so I have, yeah, kept a handicap now the last year and a half, and I agree with Jordan, too, to where I think that's the direction ultimately everybody should go, is be able to hold the handicap so we can gauge and place people where we feel is appropriate, and it just gives people a good measure in terms of your, your game, where your game's at, and, and everything like that. Um we can match people up appropriately. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think just keep it a handicap. I mean, it's 30 bucks a year typically to hold yeah. one or if you belong to a club. I mean, it comes with it. But, um, I mean, it's. I think it's a great thing. It, it, I think it it makes you more competitive too because you always want to go out and keep beating your – trying to improve your handicap, right? And right. Scoring better. Um, and it's just sure. an accurate measuring tool to be able to do that. So, I mean, you I can know. keep an official handicap or you can keep one for free with a bullshit app like I do. I mean, it's, it's yeah, not, you can do yeah. That. yeah. If you, if you need an official handicap to like enter tournaments and things like that, yeah, it only costs 30 bucks a year, but you can keep a bullshit handicap for free. Totally. Just, you just need five just scores that in there. Five scores yeah, is all you need. Exactly. Which is something I think people exactly. probably don't realize either is that we could tell people, all right, if you're in the OCIC, you need to handicap. And I was like, Oh, why? It's like, well, it's five rounds. You're going to play five rounds between now and the, the first tournament. So, or the first yeah. round of the tournament. So, Right. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's it's possible. I don't think it's something that you would like mandate, but I think it's something that needs to be taken more seriously by just any everybody that's involved. I mean, I'm not asking you to go play the moment you get a single chance, but just like have an idea of where you stand more than right. just oh, you know, sometimes I I drive the green, sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anybody's name in mind anyway. Like, are, if you are you trying to take shots at me, Jordan? <laughs> I was not. I was not. I was not. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many benefits to that, Jordan, too, because even think about the amount of analytics we can start doing for the draft. Like, you can look at people's progress. Like, yeah, and he, he dropped the handicap down. It just becomes another thing to, like, justify picks and make it just that much more, I don't know, robust, which would be really fun. So, I, yeah, yeah. F- fully considered. Fully considered, I would say. <laughs> so, Jordan, I'm curious, because you have been – involved in every single tenant of this awesome tournament i'm curious if you can speak to like the evolution of how each year has parlayed to something like just talk to us about being in year one and where it's at today and some of the things that you really enjoy about where you know where we were and where we are right now um yeah uh obviously the just the sheer more professionalism i guess out of it is probably the best word um the organization of it all uh, we get some ball markers, we get tees kind of thing. Um, I thought, I just think that's cool. That's just another step toward what I would call like universal legitimization kind of thing where people are, people on the outside are like, Oh, like these guys aren't just like a bunch of dudes who go and just play around at once a year kind of thing. It's, it's like, excuse me, sorry. It's like one of those things where, um, you would hope more people want to be involved kind of thing. And yeah. I know there's like a sweet spot where you kind of want the numbers. And, but I, I, for one, love the just upward growth of it. And then the steadiness of that growth and then the mm. maintaining of it all. Well, awesome. Yeah. And I, I attributed a lot of that last episode to Tanner and I want to make sure I call that out again. Like all of that professionalism that you've seen in the last, frankly, year, year and a half is because, you know, I've relinqu- relinquished more, stuff for Tanner to own and drive and, and lead and the product has been that much better for it. So, you know, frankly, having Tanner involved, um, I mean, obviously been involved with all four, but in the architecting role more formally in the last couple of years, it, it's just, it's brought in the, the term to a new height. So um, I'm glad that you've been able to recognize that Jordan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You guys have done a great job. Speaking of bringing the tournament to a new height. So, um, Jordan, you've been really involved in terms of social content and uh, getting uh, our people involved and, and all that. Um, so what what have you done personally? Because you're you're a big part of this too, and I don't know if everybody knows that or not, but you've done a lot to, to help. So what are some of the things you're doing to help push forward the future of this golf outing? Uh, I pioneered our intern program. Um, I think that was a big step, a big step for us in the, uh, in the company, just kind of legitimizing the, the hierarchy, if you will, um, of the, the marketing department specifically, as well as our, uh, uh, outreach program as well. That's phenomenal. I can't commend you enough for, for taking the initiative to, to bring in, uh, what's his name? Jake, Jake, intern Jake. Uh, yeah, he's what yeah. he goes to. What university does he go to again? He goes to the University of Dayton. He is a third uh, uprising fourth year, looking to do maybe a fifth year, kind of <laughs> add on a little um, a marketing degree with his uh, his uh, communications background right now. But, yeah. That's phenomenal. And having so, an experience the nonprofit like us is just going to do great things for his brand personally. So it's yeah, uh, it's, it's a win win. Yeah. yeah, and and, I, and I'm I'm doing a whole laissez faire, you know, hands off, just kind of like you were saying earlier, Noel, and with uh, letting Tanner take a lot of the the uh, responsibility and 
mm. stepping up and doing a great job. And I, that's, that's what I see from Jake. Yeah. And, and if you wouldn't mind, Jordan, please, please let Jake know that we appreciate all the content he's put out and um, just really looking forward to his creative brilliance going forward. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. I'm hoping he can make it to the, the uh, event this year. I know they're looking <laughs> to project school to go back on time. So it may be, maybe coinciding mm. with his move-in date. That's tough. Mm. Yeah. A couple a couple things. Um can you number one, can you ask Jake to put out some kind of uh, a tweet or a Facebook post or I don't know, Instagram, something. I just want I want to get something out there requesting uh listener questions. Uh sure, you know, yeah. Something like yeah. that where we can, you know, mostly directed it at Nolan and Tanner and how they can do Perfect. better. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I will, I will, if you can send them to me, I will certainly pose them as we, as we do this podcast, uh, grill them and leave me to look innocent as possible. Um, <laughs> so ask number one, ask him to do that. Number two, is he engaged in the TikTok community at all? Because I know that Tanner <laughs> and Nolan have not. Um, um, I, I don't know. The, yeah. For the company, uh, I don't know if he is explicitly explored that route. I think personally he might be because I usually look over to his cubicle and see him giggling a lot. Um, and oh, what yeah. else would he They're... be laughing at besides TikTok? Right. Um, so I I can explore into that then. I can definitely uh I can definitely see what we got. There. Yeah, you know I I from the outside looking in, you know I'm just the podcast guy. Uh, you guys really <laughs> run the organization. Uh, I just I'm just from what I'm seeing from the outside, I just see TikTok as a very popular medium for the younger kids. And I know we're trying to you know, keep this thing, you know, popular and, and growing. And, you know, we had 51 listeners. How are we going to get to a hundred without using TikTok is what I'm trying to say. Well, so, sure. you know, this is why we have Jake, the intern. So let's, let's make sure we're you know, intern Jake, going down those intern Jake. Intern Jake. <laughs> let's, let's make sure we're going down those avenues uh, is, is all I'm really trying to get out there. So. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I'll definitely pass it along to him. I mean, that's, I think that's something that the marketing department crossing over with the media department is something we definitely need to explore. And this is why we are a successful 501 C3, right? Nolan. That, well, not officially, but, uh, pending 501 C3 pending. Pending. Uh, Jordan curious. How's the game? How, how are you playing? Uh, honestly, I think since last year, relatively, um, I've been playing a heck of a lot better. Um, I Joe's Joe's pretty much the only one I think that is here. no Joe's definitely the only one here right now that can attest to that. I mean, there's still holes in my game just like anybody else, but I think uh, overall I've just been a little more consistent. I've uh, been pummeling my driver a little bit, mm. <laughs> but uh, let's Ooh. go along that last honestly. <laughs> just walloping. Talk yeah. So. Up. So Jordan and I went to, uh, God, what was that? Last weekend, we went to a golf outing. Yeah. Uh, in Lancaster, Ohio, which is... Lancaster? Just, just, yeah, just a little bit too far outside of Columbus to be courses that we could play. <laughs> but we played some great courses nonetheless. Um, and I, I can I can say Jordan was hitting his driver pretty well. I, I can't remember what round it was. <clears throat> but Jordan hit one of the purest three woods I've ever seen in my entire life live. I want to say it was in the OCIC, but I really don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about, Jordan? There was one shot, and I'm sure you've had a lot of good three woods, but this, I, I was with you, I was right behind you, and you ripped this thing, hit it on the green, and I think you knocked in the birdie putt. 
uh, Nolan, I, I think the shot that you were talking about was was it last year on the back of the brickyard crossing? Um, no, I I want to say Jordan, it was like three years ago, a random like round that we played in Columbus when I was like visiting Dayton or something like. Mm, no chance, I remember that. Then. Okay, cool. It, it was a great shot though. I want to say great shot from from you. Which is crazy because I don't have a good three wood shot, so that must have been a, a fluke in hell. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. It was beautiful. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Nice little draw on it. That's all. I, that's pretty much all you I got. You know what it was, bag. Jordan? Jordan, you know what it was? Remember when me, you, and Brett went to, uh, not Toledo, uh, like Sandusky area to play? Yes, yes, yes. It was yes, that yes. weekend. It was that weekend. <laughs> that was when we found the uh, the, the bubbles. Yeah, the bubbles in the fairway, the, which is the bubbles. hilarious. <laughs> yes, that's that round. If you can channel that memory, you might be able to remember it. It was a great three one. Sure. Uh, f- I want to say it was like a uphill, slight dogleg right kind of thing. Dogleg left is what I remember. Then okay, no, definitely not. <laughs> anyway, uh, cool. Great to have you on, Jordan. All right, so uh, I have a, a couple more questions, or maybe a few, um, for you, Jordan. Number one, uh, are you prepared to lose 50 big ones on Ooh. the match? Or I guess I should call it the rematch plus the rematch, yeah. the rematch plus a couple greats. I don't know. I'm taking Tiger and Peyton. You're taking Phil and Tom. I'm going to win. There's no doubt. Are you prepared to lose? Absolutely not. I mean, there's just no chance in hell I'm going to lose that. Phil already showed that he is not messed up by Tiger's mind games. Is not messed up by any of that. And then uh, Peyton's on here talking smack on the first Zoom meeting that they do, and it's all going <laughs> to backfire. It's all going to backfire. It's it's not going to backfire because you've so got the greatest it. golfer ever and the greatest quarterback ever. Well, There's zero percent oh, chance that no, they no, those that guys they are on two different teams. Those guys are on yeah. two different teams. Yeah. So <laughs> no. So um, my question is, how did they pick the teams? How did they end up with Tiger and Peyton versus Tiger and Tom? Uh, that's a great question. Honestly, I don't know. I, I think it has to do with uh, Tiger. It's all and, conjecture. Uh, well, Tiger and Peyton play every year at the Nationwide Pro-Am before the Memorial Tournament. So I'm thinking it kind of got started from that, and then Phil was kind of like, hmm, who's definitely better than Peyton? Uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> so that's what we got. Got it. Uh, Tanner and Nolan, who are you guys taking? So they're they're playing, for reference, they're playing 18 holes. The front nine, I think, is like a um, a best ball, and the back nine is some sort of alternate version of a – or a modified version of an alternate shot. So just straight up, who are you taking? Um, she, here's here's the thing. Tom Brady is like a like an eight or nine handicap. Like what's – how is – is Tom Brady good at golf? Let me give you a reference here. Uh, Peyton's not – doing anything anymore so what do you think he's doing every day he's playing golf every single day so that's what he's i'm saying in his element yeah so i was, come on. I was going that direction yeah, yeah yeah i was so, going that direction 100 but i didn't i didn't want to like who tom brady could be a scratch golfer like i i don't know i just looked it up he's an 8.2 handicap so yeah 100 i will put all my money on peyton wow tanner if you think a kid from Indiana is not picking Peyton Manning, you're dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Peyton's a 6.4 handicap. 
Oh, yeah, done deal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Manning and Brady are similar golfers in terms of their skill sets. It's a, it's a mind game. It's a mind Peyton's game. a six point four, and TB twelve is an eight point one. Yeah, so advantage Peyton, like mm-hmm. usual. Wow. Love it. Not rings. Um, literally anything else. Like All right, that. Jordan. I have I have two more questions for you. Number one, before I get to my most important question, my la- my second to last question is the penultimate question. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Well, let's. Yeah. So, what? Give us your best pitch. Not us. Let me rephrase. Give Tanner and Nolan, team captains, your best pitch as to why they should draft you. Go. All right. What you guys? You guys got a bottle opener? Yep. <laughs> okay. You got anything to pull out your, uh, scratch out your blades and your uh, wedges on your bag? Nope. 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 Draft me. There you go. All right. Writing it down in the files. Do you want to, do you want to get out of a bunker with an effortless swing? Yeah. Do you you guys got anything that's six feet plus to get your ball from the water? (laughs) That that $4 Pro V1 that you hit in the water? You know what? No, writing it draft, down. Draft me. <laughs> writing it down. Okay. You guys got amenities. Of, you guys got a deck of nudie women cards. In your <laughs> amenities. I think, I think this goes under the categories of intangibles. It's yeah. intangibles. Well, that's well. it. I'm sorry. Intangibles, not amenities. Intangibles. They're more like tangibles. <laughs> the cards themselves. Yeah, I'm sure you can touch them, but can you really feel them? <laughs> hey, they're they're women too. They have feelings. No, yeah. they're just cards. Jordan, we'd be, we'd be happy to have you around blue. You know, I honestly don't even know what color I've been the last <laughs> years. So, uh, that's full disclosure. A... Full disclosure. Don't remember any of that. Yeah, so here's a here's a question for you guys, Nolan and Tanner. Have you guys been the same color every year? Because I don't honestly know. Oh, Let's yeah. not bring race into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a family podcast. Uh, yeah, we've always been blue. I've always been blue. I don't know if we ever intend to switch. Maybe we, maybe we should. I don't know. Maybe we bring other colors into it. <laughs> well, that's not. <laughs> what, what would be the other color, Joe? What would be the color to bring in? Uh, powder, like a powder blue. Oh, sure. It's still blue. Welcome yeah. blue. Welcome blue. <laughs> welcome blue. Like welcome stadium. Yeah, Actually, exactly. here's something I forgot to say earlier is I need to shout out a um, colleague of mine. Um, Name's Adam Troutman. He is a uh, former UD varsity football player. I meant to shout him out earlier, and I did not, but he's mm-hmm. the pride of Elk Rapids, Michigan, third-round pick in the NFL draft this year. Pick number 105 to the Saints. He's going to go catch passes with Drew Brees, and, and he's a former football player at, at UD. Uh, he and I have a, a whole lot in common, so I just I just wanted to make that shout-out real quick. <laughs> Joe, it's huge. It's so huge. I love it. You guys share it, – it, honestly, you share a really cool bond. You played for the same uh, program. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, he's, he set school records, <laughs> and I set um, – Drinking records. Drinking records. <laughs> the the day flyer football starting team. Starting tight end versus redshirt backup field goal returner. I mean, there's there's a lot of connections there. I'm telling you what. So <laughs> He and I have a lot in common. I've basically caught passes from Drew Brees at this point in my life. So, so Joe, I'm going to shut your dreams down right now. I want to know this. Oh, wow. I have been served by Adam Troutman. 
Served what? I have been served. I have been served ice cream by Adam Troutman. <laughs> Front door. Okay. Listen here. Hold on. Listen. Listen. What's it called? Listen. I. Uh, he his family owns a coffee or a, uh, an ice cream shop in Elk Rapids, Michigan, and that is and that is where my family has their lake house. And so he was behind the counter and he was wearing a Dayton football shirt. And I was like, Oh, did you go to Dayton? He goes, Oh no, I'm going there next year. And I was like, Oh no kidding. Like you playing? He's like, yeah, I'm playing tight end and you know, whatever. And that that's Adam Trauman. That's him. His family. Did you ask him him if he knows Joe Spar? At the time? No. Legendary backup red shirt field goal returner. (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I'm happy when I go up there this summer, if he's behind the counter again, I can't imagine he wouldn't. <laughs> can't imagine why he wouldn't. Uh, I'll ask him then. Hey, man, uh, congrats. Uh, real quick, you know Joe Spar? <laughs> yeah, side step the Drew Brees questions and ask yeah. if he knows Joe Spar. Hey, yeah, so let me get uh, Moose Tracks, uh, two scoops. Uh, hey, Adam, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, uh, what's Drew like, man? Talk about a guy who's probably slighted about this whole Tiger Phil thing is Drew Brees. Mm, Maybe Tony Romo, sure. too. Like, jeez. Yeah, old Romo, big time. Tony Romo. You know what would be fun? How about Tony Romo, Jim Nance? Calling it? What? No, playing. <laughs> Jim oh, Nance play. playing. Mic'd up, playing, asking questions, interviewing. I think that'd be the greatest content ever. Tony Romo would probably just go out there and just predict what everyone's going to hit. <laughs> I think it would be, be less impressive in golf than it would be in football. Yeah. Nolan, Tanner, you guys have any last questions before I send my last question out there? No last questions. I just want to say, share that I played my first round of golf of the year 2020 two weekends ago and absolutely love the game of golf. So thank you, uh, Queen Gretchen, for allowing us to play golf in the state of Michigan. I love basketball. Did you shoot? Uh, 91. <laughs> Ooh. And then I came back with an 89 and an 89. Wow. <laughs> you played three like rounds? better than me, Noel. Come on. That was my first rounds of the year, man. Ready to go. Congratulations. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I love basketball. Tanner, anything else? You want to follow up with anything? No, I just want to say thank you, Jordan, for joining us tonight. We uh, really appreciate your presence and your, your commentary here, and we look forward to seeing you on the draft board. <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure. Appreciate the Jordan, what I, want to, what I want to end with here um, is a call to action. Uh, this is – Something I don't take lightly, and uh, Nolan and Tanner maybe won't like this so much, but uh, you may have heard that they are on a 10-year term limit, so are you willing to run with me in 2026? You know, Joe, if I'm still alive, maybe I'd consider it. Ask me in 2023. (laughs) Okay, so it's not a no. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm living decade to decade. All right. Well, Jordan, thanks for being with us. We appreciate you taking the time. We appreciate you uh, stepping away from Jake the intern for a whoa, minute. Whoa, whoa, um, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> nah, I mean, he needs he needs a lot of oversight. I'm sure he's a rookie. So yeah, he's learning. He's learning. 
he's learned. Yeah. He's doing great. So we appreciate you taking the time and uh, thanks for being the first guest on the OCIC podcast. And uh, we will see you in August. Sure, sure. Or Probably s- sooner than that. Maybe see too, the T-Box sooner, also, but- also in August. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our interview with Jordan Aarons. Thank you, our dear friend, for spending the time with us. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I oh, think yeah. we all learned. I think we all learned a little bit there from Jordan. Uh, yeah. You know him at a deeper level now. You, you know how he ticks. <laughs> you know him on a deeper level now. Yeah. So um, that's uh, really pretty much the extent of what we had here. I do have one listener question that uh, I want to get your guys' response to. This was sent in specifically. Um so let me let me know what you guys think here. Right. The question is, I want to know why Nolan year in and year out still can't beat me even though he plays every day. And I bet you don't know who sent that question in. Uh, all right. So there's a couple people in my head. It uh it could be Brett Johns. Um it, it could or, be it could be Brett Johns. Yeah. Or and I do. Would I be crazy to think it might be Brett Johns? Yeah, uh, that's a ringer there. You got it, <laughs> Brett Johns. Uh, have I never beat him? I don't know. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Brett Johns is a competitor, and yeah. I to to the day that I die, I will tell him I'm a better. I am a better golfer than Brett Johns, but he is a way better competitor and has always gotten me. And I, he's good at golf, and he. He has always he always gotten me, but I think uh, one of these days, one of these years, it's going to be silly. And you're saying that in regards to you beating down on him, right? Beating his ass, yep. Beating his ass. <laughs> beating his ass. Putting him in the ground. Yep. So there you have it, Brett. There's your answer. You are not always going to win, and you probably haven't always before, but uh that's that's your answer is it one of these days it's gonna be silly bud it'll be silly <laughs> it will be silly but thanks so for the thank question you, yeah, thanks for the question Brett. we appreciate it bud you're gonna be um most likely you'll be our next you'll be our next interview on uh our next episode so we're, we're we're looking forward to that it we is so this, funny this i can't episode. wait I cannot wait. I love you, Brad. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So uh, that was our first listener question. Uh, so <laughs> any other listeners who have questions, feel free to pose those. Uh, the, uh, the social media team, Jordan, and uh, intern, uh, what shit? What's his name? Jake. Jake. Jake, intern Jake, uh, Jordan, intern Jake. intern Jake. Hopefully, we'll be posing opportunities for questions. They'll be sending them our way. We'll be we'll be doing them live on the air here. Uh, so thanks, Brad, again for the question. That's that's a great question, and no one has a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a lot of fun. I think we had a lot of fun this episode. Oh yeah. Uh, do you guys have Tanner any any closing thoughts here before we wrap up? No, no closing thoughts. Just want to thank Jordan again for joining us, and uh, it's always a pleasure talking some uh, some OCIC with you. Yes, sir. That was a uh, great interview. Great first interview. We're off to a great start here. Episode two was a lot of fun. Episode three is going to be even better. Uh, we're, we're getting better, I think, with each episode. Nolan, any closing thoughts? Uh, golfing season's official in Michigan, and I'm a happy man.
Heck yeah, man. Time to uh, get those handicaps down. Time to keep playing and uh, getting better. And even if you don't get better, at least get out and have some fun. Golf is uh, it's a hell of a game. Sometimes you love it. Sometimes you hate it. More often you hate it. More often you but, hate it. But that's why we play it, you know? Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. All right. Well, thanks for uh, being with us, everybody. Uh, this was episode two of the Christina Grant Morgan Miller Lotus Notes Memorial Open Classic Invitational Championship. We've had a lot of fun here. And like a fine wine, we keep getting better with age, fellas. Cheers. Peace. It's been fun. Till next time. Driving to the golf course, everything's divine. The rain clouds are parted and the sun began to shine. I'm feeling almost heavenly deep down in my bones. I've been practicing all summer. Today's the day I'm going blow. Walked into the pro shop, gave my partner a high five. Stepped up on the first tee and I hit the perfect drive. And like a dream, my second shot sat on the perfect line. I pulled out my eight iron and I let that sucker fly. Triple up beside the green just above the pin looking down on the hole planning to ship that sucker in but when you know i chunked it it went three feet to the right that was something that i'll replay in my head all day and all night i finally hit the dance floor i was lying for Lining up a downhill putt for a bogey, still a decent score. But when you know I killed it, it ran ten feet past. I was putting for double uphill, not any closer than my last. And I missed the putt, only the first hole, and I'm already gonna show my. Start drinking beer. The round for me was over. It was time to start drinking beer.